You're listening to Afraid to Ask. My name is AJ. And my name is Amanda. And this is a podcast where we ask questions. And we ask questions that you don't want to ask because maybe you're too embarrassed. So no matter how stupid or contrived the question, we're here to answer them for you. Today we're asking, what do eggs and bunnies and chocolate and all that sort of stuff have to do with Jesus? We're interviewing Associate Professor at AUT, Lorna who is an expert in all things pop culture and history. Bit of a spoiler warning, we, we are discussing such characters as the Easter Bunny and the, San, the Santa Claus in length. And let's just say that if you have kids listening to this with you, it might, there might, they're just, you know, might be some stuff you don't want your kids to hear about the Easter Bunny. About halfway through the episode, we'll throw to Stan, who'll be on the streets of AUT. He'll be asking students, what they think of Easter, how they celebrate Easter, what they think Easter means. If you want to contact us with a question or uh, some feedback, you can tweet with the hashtag AskAUT. Let's get to the show. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand? Welcome to our most delicious podcast episode ever. Uh, we're going to be talking about Easter, and I'm Amanda, and I'm joined here by Lorna and AJ, and we are going to talk about Easter. Hurrah! Hurrah. Let's do it. So, we want to get right into the juicy stuff, the best part of Easter, uh, the food. Of course, food is always the best part of everything, if you allow me to say so. But, mm-hmm. you know, like when we talk about his Easter, there's so many foods, right? We kind of wait for it. And that goes with holidays. Whenever there's a holiday, we think, oh, the food, Christmas Day, food, Easter, food. And the food of Easter is sort of like a lot more contained than, than Christmas. Christmas, we have a list of things that yeah. we eat. We have this, we have that, you yeah. know, the turkey or the ham or whatever. Easter, we're a lot more focused. We don't have a lot of time, you know, because there's Lent beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so once Easter hits, you need to start getting in there. You've only got 24 hours, so make sure, you know, uh, you get it on the table. So the first thing that probably people think about in general is Easter eggs, right? We've got Easter eggs. Where do they come from? Chocolate Easter eggs. Is that what you guys would eat normally? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or a chocolate eggs. bunny. In my, my recent years, I've switched to the bunnies. But Yeah, I need to add a footnote to that. You know, yeah. like, how do you eat an Easter chocolate bunnies? Because people have got mm. different yes. methods. From do the you, ears? Exactly. Do you break off? the ears or do you mm-hmm. bite into the tail what do you guys do ears yeah i think i'm an ears Top girl down. too <laughs> yeah Absolutely. i think i think i'd start at the ears and then just sort of break the rest of the shell and then it, it stops looking like a bunny after a while um, that you literally like rip it apart yeah yeah <laughs> like like do. how an animal would rip apart a real bunny kind of that is a like beautiful that. image <laughs> thank you for that and now i shall never eat a chocolate bunny again but it's funny because as a, as a footnote to the footnote i sometimes you know need to convince myself that i need to talk myself into eating the chocolate bunny because it looks at you mm-hmm. you know especially like the really realistic ones that kind of look at you when you unwrap them you go i can't take the ears off <laughs> it lasts for about 30 seconds and then you know the ears are off and you know from there it's all carnage isn't it so but yes I'm glad we got this you know ears definitely go first I've never bitten into the tail but anyway so you know like chocolate people think about chocolate you know when they think about Easter but it's actually a pretty recent addition you know yeah we did where did it come from this commercialization commercialization Mm -hmm. well a a lot of um you know our our traditions usually come from uh, the Victorian period like the Victorian period has a lot to answer when it comes to mm-hmm. our foods, our traditions, our cards, whatever. But on this occasion, it's not. It's actually the 20th century to blame. Mm. Uh, and it might have been that people were, you know, 
are circulating making chocolate eggs and chocolate bunnies before the 20th century but it's actually uh, you know the company fries you know like in the UK you know you might have seen it around uh, they originally made Turkish delight you know these kind yeah. of things commercialized it um, you know they made the first Easter eggs and Easter bunnies at the beginning of the 20th century and it was sort of like it was meant to be a joke Right. You know, like, oh, look, I've got a chocolate Easter egg. And of course, the public thought, wow, I'm going to get me one of these. And then it all exploded. But you know, it's not until, yeah, about 100 odd years ago that we started eating chocolate bunnies and chocolate eggs in particular. Yeah, yeah. Before then, you know, it was just eggs, you know. and that People just ate eggs? Yeah, well, crazy, right? <laughs> well, you like, see, what? I know that sounds awesome. You know, they just go, my gosh, eggs. You know, why would I want that? But think about it. We're thinking about still a pretty Christian environment. And bear in mind that Easter, technically speaking, it's a Christian holiday, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, technically speaking, yet, you know, like it's the most important Christian holiday, you know, the resurrection and all that, you know, don't quote me on it. But um, um, so, you know, uh, they wouldn't be allowed to eat eggs. People still aren't if you follow that. That tradition because it's lint mm-hmm. and you need to give up all that good stuff the meat the eggs and whatever yeah. which is incidentally why we have Shrove Tuesday right because people would pancakes pancake day oh, as I okay. call it because I'm British do you guys call it pancake day pancake day yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, Easter Tuesday is uh, Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day. I've never heard that before. See, I'm going to start yeah, doing it, though. You have to. <laughs> yeah. You know, like in the UK, it's what it is. And if you go to supermarkets, they actually, around Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day, they sell all the stuff that you need. The flour, the eggs, the pans. You know, like the round ones mm. that you're going to use so you can make your pancakes. So people weren't allowed to eat eggs, still aren't, if you subscribe to that. So before they would just, you know, use all the good stuff. But of course... Chickens, hens, it's not like they know it's Lent, so they're going to stop laying eggs. Yeah. They're still going to lay eggs, you know, throughout. So people will keep the eggs, boil them, paint them, and eat them on Easter Sunday. But then, yeah. of course, once the chocolate came about, who's going to turn down chocolate? Mm. I'm not, certainly. True. In fact, if anyone wants to buy me a gift, um, chocolate is the way to go. Also works for bribery of any kind. So, uh, you know, bring it up. But of course, that's not the only thing we have. You know, like the, you know, we have a hot cross buns. Mm. Do you guys eat hot yeah. cross buns? Yeah, oh, I love hot I cross buns. I eat the chocolate ones. I'm not a big fan of raisins. Chocolate yeah, we, ones. We now you're chocolate. Oh, Aren't they amazing? Oh, it's like so it's like one day a person got up and got this moment of genius, <laughs> absolute genius. How can I make this thing better? <gasps> Add chocolate to it. <laughs> I just put them together. Wow. But actually, hot cross buns have been around for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been making hot cross buns, and again, it all goes back to UK. You know, UK tradition um, since the 14th century that early you believe it that early and you know in a, in, in a way you know it was a recipe that was developed to sort of agree with Lent but people would eat them on, eat them on Easter Sunday anyway mm-hmm. and there's a lot of mysticism and symbolism about the hot cross bun of course there's the cross on top and that's supposed to Jesus the resurrection whatever yeah. uh, but even the recipe I mean I don't know all the symbolism but one that always stuck with me is supposed to be spiced and fragrant yeah. because the body of Christ was embalmed with myrrh and other things so that's meant to recall it so next time you have a raisin hot cross bun you know mm-hmm. taste those spices <laughs> taste them you know it's it's that's what it's meant to be about. But uh, technically, you shouldn't eat them until Easter Sunday. But yeah, right. Like there's yeah. chocolate. Now there's chocolate ones. Like I'm going to go to the supermarket, look at them and walk away. You sure. know, there yeah. is no way. The moment they hit the shelves, I'm going to bring them home. I'm going to toast them. I'm going to have them with my cup of tea. And that's just the way it is. Same. You know. And there are already. Like we've got two months to eat this stuff now. It's exactly. not four days. It's two months. Two months. Of yeah. eating this I stuff. I think because yeah. I, yeah. kind of, I kind of get why Christmas starts advertising early 
here and here. Mm. I don't I don't necessarily mind that because I get, you know, you gotta buy presents and you wanna like establish a festive spirit, but Easter feels way more small scale to start advertising earlier well they start out well but that's the thing because people tend sometimes they dismiss easter they go oh easter whatever yeah but you know if you actually start looking at it they start advertising easter like beginning of february yeah and that could be two months before you mm-hmm. know like even before valentine's day you got easter eggs and you're like oh you know and it's not even the right time i need to get to them i mean here is still kind of summer and you don't want to eat chocolate oh well hang on i'm gonna have to because i go back to that we eat chocolate all the time but we just got over the christmas chocolate Exactly. And then now there's Easter chocolate. Exactly. And then there's Valentine's chocolate. So we just we just don't stop, really. We have a break, and then there's Christmas chocolate again. I think there's a metaphor for that in there somewhere, you know, like of a chocolate-eating <laughs> metaphor. And, you know, just keep on going and fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, people think of Easter as a little bit more, um, you know, small scale when it comes to buying and presents and, come, you know, like... And I don't know, do you guys buy presents, like Easter presents for friends yeah. and family? Well, like yeah, Easter that, that's sort of what I'm whatever. thinking is, like, Christmas is presents, and presents can be anything. Mm. Whereas Easter is just a chocolate egg, and I would feel weird eating an Easter egg before Easter. Yeah, but the bunnies, the bunnies, the bu- I will eat before. <laughs> you know, like the bunnies don't. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. it would be it would be strange. You know, if you gift something at Easter, it is expected that it's a chocolate gift or that kind of gift, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Or maybe sweets or candy or all sorts. You want to just go, hey, I bought you a pair of shoes for Easter. No. I thought you'd <laughs> that like that. Uh, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so definitely food related. So probably it's one of the most the foodiest holidays we have isn't it you know because that's what we want but why not but i do buy chocolate bunnies for my friends (laughs) it's an excuse to buy them for myself (laughs) i haven't bought a single chocolate easter egg since when i was a kid Mm. and mum would say here's your here's your chocolate easter egg the very one and i haven't bought myself any ever since Oh, no, I totally do, you know, but maybe I'm shameless, you know, that they're... But the excuse is great. You know, you need to try this technique. I am buying them for my family. (laughs) And look, a couple have just made their way into my trolley. Oh, I overbought chocolate. Oh, what a shame. Now I'm going to have to eat them. Um, But yeah, I mean, we need to enjoy it because it is a pretty recent addition to have chocolate Easter eggs and chocolate Easter bunnies. And before, you know, it would have just been painted eggs. And have you guys ever painted eggs for Easter? Yeah, I, kids, eh? mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't. Well, I don't remember doing it. Um, mm. And yeah, it was just never. It always felt like an American thing. Whenever I'd see it on TV, I'd be like, in America they paint eggs, and in New Zealand we eat chocolate ones. Well, it's funny you should say that because you know a lot of traditions we think come from America. You know, and we talked to, and a lot of Americas, the United States, have popularized many. But the uh, practice of painting eggs is ancient. Wow. You know, even so. predates Christianity. Okay. Of course, eggs, you know, like a perfect symbol of fertility, yeah, birth, yeah. rebirth, and that kind of thing. So it goes back to sort of like Persian, ancient Persian, 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 I'll get there. <laughs> Persian does have a sound to it, you know, but Persian Babylonian traditions of painting eggs for a number of um, rituals and festivities. And it's sort of like, I mean, some people like to say, once Christianity arrived, they incorporated it. It's not as straightforward as that, right? Mm-hmm. But over the years, you know, like the, there was actually a sanction from the church, and I think like pretty early on, it was the 12th century or something, you know, uh, where they talked about eggs as a symbol of Christianity and rebirth. So we've been painting eggs as part of festivities uh, for millennia. Mm-hmm. So it's not as, you know, um, recent. So it's definitely not American. Okay. And um, people paint them different colors. Red, bloody, blood of Christ and mm-hmm. all that. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. And way back then, 
did they have to carve the egg out of stone or what did it look like back then and like you say where did they get all the colors from to paint them well you know like there's, there's different answers to that in the sense that the colors you know ancient times the colors were of let's say natural origin most of the time you know from either beetles or um you know things that existed in nature and obviously they wouldn't have been the bright colors that we have in mind you know now because a lot yeah. of our colors today is up chemical based and you know so we get those bright vibrant shades would have quite been like that but uh, um but they, they would have existed but they would have been painted differently in the sense that you know a lot of the times now we imagine eggs being swirly you know with swirly little uh, decorations you know not quite you know they would have most likely been all one color and we still have them in the, you can see them in the greek orthodox tradition they use this bright red eggs you know around easter you know and they crack them and have you ever done the ritual of cracking eggs uh, well. <laughs> I'm learning I haven't done any of these rituals. honestly you're gonna have to you know like catch up but you know you you break the egg and again it's very symbolic and um uh, and whoever gets you know whoever whose egg doesn't break is uh, you you have luck for the whole year but it's lucky cool. for you to do at the weekend yeah. who doesn't like to crack eggs oh they need to be hard boiled beforehand otherwise <laughs> you know, otherwise yeah it would be a little bit messy but um <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah. it would have, would have been solid color rather than the swirly Easter decorations we imagine now. And but they used to carve eggs out of stone as well, you know, to so that they would um, stay. Particularly in sort of like old Russian traditions, you carve eggs out of stone and other materials um, so that you can keep them. And I mean, egg is a symbol of Christianity. Do you want to know something that is folklore? But mm. I think, wow, I wonder if that's true folklore. You sure. never really know. Um, some people say that uh, the egg um, was a favored symbol for Christianity because it symbolized the coming out of the tomb. Jesus is coming out of the tomb. You know, you open the egg and something new comes out. It's oh, completely yeah. different. This is folklore. I'm not entirely sure if this is where it came from, but suffice it to say, the church were happy to get on board and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, the eggs are good. And um, because, you know, let's remember, Easter is a Christian holiday. But not a lot of our traditions seem to have a lot of um, Christianity associated with it. I mean, the egg sort of like mixes up a couple of pagan pre-Christian traditions. Chocolate, <laughs> definitely not. And then, what about bunnies? Yeah, what do bunnies yeah. have to do with, with yeah. Jesus or the resurrection or any of that? Oh, big bunnies. Bunnies and Jesus, you know, like really tight. <laughs> yeah. Well, it might not surprise you to know that like, the Bible doesn't really mention bunnies. No. No, incredible. No. Right? No, Noah's Ark didn't. Yeah. Noah's Ark, all them, maybe they were left behind and they find their own traditions somewhere else, you know. I don't, I don't know. They were very busy. Well, there are many mentions of... Um, fluffy things with fluffy tails and fluffy ears in the Bible associated with Easter. Um, but of course, now let's think about it. We're talking about the Northern Hemisphere, right? Particularly in Europe when a lot of our tradition come from like way after the whole event was supposed to have taken place with the uh, resurrection. But bunnies, you know, associated with spring, mm -hmm. around, around March and sure. whatever. So they start coming out, uh, you know, uh, of their warrens and they are very prolific. Very, you know, like fertile animals, yes, shall we say, sure. you know, like uh, breeding like rabbits, literally. So they will be coming out. So there was associ an association of bunnies with spring. This predates Christianity. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of pagan traditions, particularly in the British Isles, had the bunny as um, a symbol, you know, like of fertility, of renewal, because they came out in spring and whatever. But even before then, ancient civilizations, and I think it was Plutarch, whatever, they believed that, I, I'm a bit sketchy on this knowledge, so I may be recollecting, but they believed that bunnies were hermaphrodites. Right. So they could, they didn't need to be the one, you know, sex or the other to reproduce. And folklore says that's why they were associated with the Virgin Mary. You know, this idea that, you know, in the virgin, you could be virgin and give sure, birth yeah. and whatever. And I'm like, it's very sketchy. I don't, yeah. don't quote me on it. But that's why if you if you look, a lot of paintings have of the Virgin Mary, the baby Jesus, have bunnies in the background. Really? Mm. And that's probably because of this weird, sketchy connection in the background. But let's not get too weird. Let's go back to ba- Easter Bunny. I'm going to Google that. Yes. Yeah. Good luck. You know, I hope you don't see anything too freaky. Bunny hermaphrodite virginity. Maybe, maybe keep an eye on the keywords. You know, because they might get a bit weird. But anyway, going back to the tradition uh, we were talking about. You know, sort of like bunnies have a long uh, tradition of fertility coming out, you know, in, in spring and seeing them there. Now, next to that, and remember, history is never a straight line. Wouldn't it be easy? It would make my job a lot, yes. <laughs> a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Concomitant to that, there were like, especially in the British Isles, a lot of uh, sort of polytheistic pagan, um, you know, traditions that associated the bunny with, um, so claim some historians, with the goddess Yostra. Mm-hmm. or Ostra or Istra, however you want to pronounce it. I think you're getting ideas. I will talk about that in a second. Or Istra, you know, that uh, it was, you know, we, we associate, they associated the, the cult of the particular goddess with uh, bunnies because of spring. So mm, it wasn't a straight line. It's not like, yay, Christianity arrives. Let's just take up all these traditions and call them around. But there are, you know, the reason why bunnies are associated with Easter, you know, like that we have many different strands that come together, you know, and they're ancient and then they're pagan and then they're Christian, yeah. um, you know, so, but there they are. Suffice it to say, once he arrived with a little floppy ears and a tail, the bunny was there to stay. <laughs> he wasn't going to go anywhere. And of course, bunnies are busy, you know, making eggs all year, you know, and all of that. Um, but um, yeah, do you think the Easter bunnies make eggs all year and then all of a sudden they just spring up at Easter? Well, yeah. I think he hangs out with Santa. Oh. And they probably have adjoining workshops. That's my philosophy, yeah. and then they both sort of have this one time in a year where they have a big campaign. If you're going to talk about marketing, yeah, where they really yeah. go hard, and then they're just on, you know, back back in their workshop for the rest of the time, making making what they make. That's what they do, right? Like, there was that film, like Legends of the Guardians, yeah, yeah, that of yeah. course brought it all together. That also, in my mind, created the association between the Easter Bunny and Hugh Jackman. And every time you say Easter Bunny, all I can think about is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> there are worse things to think about, of course. Chocolate Hugh Jackman Bunny, that's, 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 a, good, that's a good time. Uh, but at the same time, you know, um, we get this idea that, you know, where does the bunny get the eggs? But you're like this, you know, there is a a legend, you know, a Lutheran German legend of the Osterhase. There was an egg-laying rabbit. Wow. And this is where it gets closer. Like, where do we get the Easter Bunny from? Like, this is a, a, a narrative, the, the tradition, uh, the folklore of this egg-laying rabbit that then was transported to America, you know, when... The, the, the Lutherans, you know, the, the, the German, German immigrants went to America and they recreated the idea of the Easter Bunny. 
the Easter Hazel. And actually the first recorded mention in writing of the Easter Bunny, according to some, is from the 17th century, uh, when the, there's a whole um, treaty on uh, <laughs> Easter eggs, and they mentioned the Easter Hazel. Mm -hmm. you know the Easter Bunny so you know it's been around for quite some time it's been around for quite some time but definitely German you know like the notion of the Easter Bunny as such is Lutheran German in um, uh, tradition. Did that concept of that egg bunny mm. spread very widely before it was adopted as we know it now? Yes and no <laughs> in the sense that it was widely spread within certain traditions you know, like certain religious, you know, like contexts. But let's be honest, it's not until he exploded in the US that then he exploded through marketing and rebranding and branding. Then we kind of like went global and got the idea of the Easter Bunny. So we got Easter Bunny traditions, but the Easter Bunny as we know it now probably came from the US. Right. Down there. And, and I think it's interesting if we, should we believe in the Easter Bunny like we believe in Santa because they're very similar in that the Santa symbol was marketed by apparently Coke, if you believe one story, and it's become a commercial thing, but it, its origins lie in like Santa Claus and like very ancient mm. traditions that mm. go way back, same as the bunny. There's all these traditions that go way back, and they're very similar, and now they've become both commercialized, mm -hmm. but actually, like we believe in Santa, but we've never seen anyone going, oh, I just found out the Easter Bunny wasn't real. <laughs> right, it, I, see I see what you're saying. It's like so, no one, no one's heart's going to be broken if they find out that the Easter Bunny isn't real. Is yeah, that what you're saying? We still believe you know? in Santa, but we're yeah. not like, oh, I believe in the Easter Bunny. Yeah, some yeah. people do. Did Some I? people do that, you know, like, and there's actually the saying, next you'll tell me the Easter Bunny's not real, you know, like, I've, I've actually heard that say. Now, I see what you're, what you're saying, but it might be because of the whole cultural associations that we have with Christmas, and it's a lot more, it's a lot closer to, to home, you know, like, there's all traditions that go with yeah. Christmas, they're much part, you know, beyond the, 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 the religious, you know, um, narrative. It's really part of what we do, so Santa is a much more, you know, like, recognized feature of Christmas than the Easter Bunny is of Easter if you know what I mean sure, but yeah. some people do believe in Easter bunnies you know did you, did you guys no, do we, we believe don't. in the Easter bunny no. when you were kids perhaps I, I did yeah I did when I was a kid um, I found out Santa wasn't real and the rest sort of just came tumbling out when did that the... happen it sounds like a traumatic time uh, I, was, I was six years old and my mum was listening to a cassette tape of like a motivational speaker oh as you do and mm. one of the things they said on it was like you remember when you were a little kid and you believed in Santa well, You're that, real disappointed when you found out he wasn't real. So that right that moment, how meta yeah. is that? You know, the tape telling you what you are about to go through. Uh, that's, that's actually really meta. I like that a lot. About six, that seems pretty early on, actually. No, I was about eight because I recognised my mum's handwriting on the card. Oh, nice. Mm. That's that's really From Sandra, I was like, mum, this is your writing. It was, it was all... Uh, and did your mum try to give you, you know, like parents tried to build an argument? Well, Santa was busy, so he asked me if I could write this card in his stead. You know, like that's what, you know, parents sometimes say. No, your mum was very straightforward. She was like, yeah, that's right. That was me. Santa doesn't exist. Live with it. You're still going to get presents. Life is good. Yeah. Um, but with, with the Easter Bunny, but you imagine Easter Bunny being very busy, you know, like just as busy as Santa, though, go 
going around placing eggs and um, traditionally the Easter Bunny would put it around someone's garden and if you didn't have a garden tough luck yeah. <laughs> you know like the Easter Bunny would pass you on um, but um, they, they will hide the, 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 the eggs you know and they were eggs not chocolate eggs actual eggs mm. painted eggs and the, the kids would have to go around and look for them which is where the notion of the uh, Easter egg hunt actually came from because so. originally you know the bunny the Osterhase would hide the eggs for you to find. Next question. So, while Santa goes around delivering presents all mm-hmm. around the world in a sleigh, and we've discovered like the science of how that's possible, he does that. Has anyone explored the science of how the Easter Bunny goes around? where he goes around the whole world delivering his dreams. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question because it brings us back to the notion of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> so I'm glad we could talk about him again. Well, actually, that, that, that film, Legend of the Guardians, as this, it, it gives us this notion that um, bunnies go around the world with this elaborate network of tunnels you know, that's sort of like magical. And then there was this other film, you know, Hop, that gave yep. us a very sort of digitalized version of the tunnel. You put in coordinates and the tunnel sucks oh. you in and then sends you to where you want to go. I want one of those tunnels. So <laughs> if really anyone amazing. has the technology, yeah, let me know. Um, it's so, a Hyperloop. It's called Hyperloop. I'll just interject and it's been made ooh. right now and they're in, I'll call it beta testing and it's about to be released and it sends you at like, 300 miles an hour and you can get from LA to San Fran in like 30 minutes that's fantastic it's good news for the Easter Bunny it, I was going to so, say is there chocolate that's involved that's in how this he does it. <laughs> yeah. that's how he does it but you know like I think there are lots of stories that I've explored how does the Easter Bunny do it because mm. we don't really know I mean I'm sure somewhere maybe there's a mention but it's mm. probably popular culture do you see I mean popular culture provides a lot of stories you know yeah. like that then we take as you know gospel but not gospel you know like sure. you know it's saying like this is what how he does but most of the stories come from short stories pop culture poems the Easter Bunny but I think films have tried to give us the idea of tunnels yeah. tunnels you know like that's how they go around but I actually don't know we'll have to see if anyone give, has given us other options on how the Easter Bunny travels that would be interesting teleportation I, I always like I, I see Santa as like a intelligent being who's got like a time traveling sleigh I guess but like I always saw the Easter Bunny as just sort of a, a chaotic animal and like maybe I'm okay with there being multiple Easter Bunnies oh, and, I see. and them laying eggs around as, as sort of like birds flying south for the winter okay. like it's just what they do as an instinctual thing Oh, I see. So then they do their job, and then they get take a whole year to recover. Yeah, yeah, they hibernate. And then they they, they hibernate and dream of chocolate, of course, you know, with a little speech bubble with chocolate in them. And then um, they come back and say, hey, I'm here. Here it is. Here's your eggs. And then uh, off you go. I'd like to be an an, an Easter bunny rather Mm -hmm. than the Easter bunny. Oh, I like that. Can you imagine? Well, I do wonder, you know, because um, it's funny that you say egg laying. Because at the same time, you know, like the tradition was always that the Osterhaz and Easter Bunny will lay the eggs. Yeah. But over time, that became a little bit strange to imagine, creepy. right? Once we started massively commercializing and ma- marketing, you know, it's a little bit weird. So now we imagine the Easter Bunny with a little basket mm-hmm. and comes and puts the eggs. And that's much more anthropomorphic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Rather true. than a bunny that just shows up in your garden, lays a couple of eggs and goes on its way and then hibernates, according to your narrative. <laughs> you know, like we've, we've solved it, you know, centuries wondering. How did this happen? Finally, we know. But now we see in the cards, you know, the Easter Bunny with, or a Easter Bunny rather than the Easter Bunny, with a little basket, puts the eggs down, and um, yeah, I suppose that could work. I prefer the basket version. You know, I don't want to know too many weird zoological questions on how the bunny was eating legs. Mm. It's very cute. And we, we, when we talk about the Easter Bunny being 
one bunny is it a boy or a girl but now we're talking about millions of bunnies that live in your yard well, that's, that's my that's my story i don't yeah. know if it's shared it must by be a other. busy busy yard <laughs> you know like you know don't leave them alone too long you know what happens to bunnies you know but they could mm-hmm. so do you think there's a place where they all live and don't tell me it's easter island because that's <laughs> fine you know, like, where the bunnies live of course on easter island yeah. right where else would they live you know but i like the fact that they all live there but that's what the film hop shows that there's mm. a factory where they make eggs and uh, actually both chicks and uh, rabbits you know sort of like uh, work right. towards you know but there's only one Easter rabbit okay. it's the bunny and the what gender is the Easter it's rabbit? a boy yeah, yeah. It's Russell Brand. Am I yeah, Russell Brand plays the the future Easter Bunny, also known as E. B. I know, strike a genius, right? Is Russell Brand a better uh, Easter Bunny than Hugh Jackman? Of course not. Sorry, <laughs> Russell, but no one is ever better at anything than you know, like Hugh Jackman. Of course, but it's funny because now I imagine the Easter Bunny having an Australian accent because of Hugh well, maybe Jackman. That's where they live then, Australia. Santa's got the Australia. North Pole. And the, well, the bunny's, bunny's got, got the better deal, Melbourne. you know, on some beach somewhere. You can just see them with the little Hawaiian shorts and with a, with a hole for the tail and the big floppy. Well, I don't know. That's what's in Ears Rock. Yeah. Yeah, there you oh, go. The bunnies. I'm glad we solved and it. Ears Rock. There you go. All right. You know, so again, it's a spiritual place. The bunnies are a spiritual entity. The world makes sense again. I see, you know, like Easter, Australian Easter bunnies. That will stay with me. <laughs> And talking about the world in mm. different countries, how far has this concept of Easter spread? So the little I know about Russian culture, I've never heard mention of Easter. And so where, how far has this holiday as a concept spread? And like, what the difference between different parts of the world and how we might celebrate it? Well, it depends. You know, in um, in Russia, you know, and you might, I'm not the expert on this, but in Russia, I suppose if they are orthodox, you know, like they will have um, notions of Easter in different ways that we're not sort of like Catholic or whatever. But um, you will find that even though Easter, like Christmas, even though Easter has... Uh, religious origins it's a christian holiday on a global level they celebrate easter with the easter bunny or whatever even though they don't celebrate easter itself the same way that you might go to non-christian countries and see decorations for christmas and whatever because it becomes cultural certain time of the year so you uh, could go to japan and find easter chocolate even though they don't necessarily celebrate easter as um, a religious holiday so i would say that like christmas um easter easter celebrations although not necessarily easter as a religious holiday does have a certain global you know quality to it where you find easter chocolate and easter bunny little easter bunnies you know like everywhere even though um, you know, religious in religious terms, it might be different. And of course, when it comes to religious celebration, that's a completely different conversations because different strands of Christianity will celebrate Easter differently, of course. And um, but I like, you know, like I like the, the fact that they will come together and um, in, in, in the idea that this is the big deal when it comes to Christianity. It is really Easter rather than Christmas. Um, but anyway, so yeah, pretty global. The Easter chocolate is global. Okay. Whether Easter, uh, the holiday, is global, that's a different story, you know. Um, and it's very different whether it's Catholic, whether it's Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, or many of the um, so-called Protestant strands, of course, you know, Anglican, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Easter is there, and the chocolate is there, and definitely more cultural than it is religious. Hey everyone, Stan here. I'm at AUT City campus and we're talking about Easter. How do you celebrate Easter? I don't. I don't celebrate <laughs> Easter either. I usually go down to, we go down to our batch and then just 
surf and hang out down there, have, have a few chocolate eggs. And so we go to like Good Friday Mass, but uh, that's going to be gone Easter Sunday. Okay, okay. <laughs> Why do you think we call it Easter? I never really thought about it. No idea. <laughs> Isn't that something to do with Jesus? Yeah. Something to do with Not religious, rel so yeah, Christianity or something. What do you think chocolate eggs and bunnies have to do with Jesus? Does the birth have some kind of metaphor of life and I don't know, I'm just, I'm literally just guessing. Um, it's like kind of like a celebration I guess, like yeah. chocolate's like good feels, like kind of like treat. Yeah, treat, so I don't yeah. know, it's kind of like that. Yeah, I suppose you wouldn't really have like kale or quinoa yeah. for Easter. You don't get excited about, you get excited about chocolate and stuff, it's kind of like a celebratory thing, so like once in a while you just take out on chocolate. Like, do you feel kind of guilty? Like. The no. Tuesday afterwards, you're like, damn, I like fully overdid it. No, uh, <laughs> that's part of Easter. So you guys are uh, saying that you've never seen the Easter Bunny. I'm sorry, but I need to go back to the Easter Bunny. You know, like, you've never seen the Easter Bunny. No. Well, what do you? What, <laughs> what do you, you mean? Have you, <laughs> I am sworn to secrecy. So oh, even no. if I did see him, definitely him. Is it? I don't know. You know, I'm just out to leave. But it's funny. It would be funny to do. Um, you know, going back to your question, a little bit of a survey. Different parts of the world. You know, if they subscribe to the idea of the Easter Bunny, or if they associate bunnies with Easter, or if they associate Easter with chocolate. I think this would be a very interesting project because you know we we probably know it. Uh, you know, in summary terms, but wouldn't it be great to actually find out if you know around the world people celebrate Easter in the same way? Is it commercialized in the same way? Is it chocolate? So many questions. Mm. Yeah. I always think about. Trinidad and Tobago mm. and the country where Dracula comes from and I just think do they do they celebrate these sorts of things probably not with bunnies mm. you know like I, you know bunnies uh, you know but Easter has been celebrated and very in very mind um, uh, even in um, in linguistic terms um, a lot of languages do not have a separate word for Easter and Passover it's the same word, right. you know, which comes sort of like from the Greek slash Latin pasca, you know, so you will have a lot of, uh, it will be the same word. While in the English language, we have two different words, and that's, some people claim, this is where it gets sketchy, right? Some people claim, even though the, the connections are tenuous, that there, are, there is an association with Easter when it got to the British Isles, you know, when it started celebrating it, and the incorporation of the festivities of Eostra or Istra, or mm -hmm. Ostra, however you want to pronounce it, however you want to spell it, that, you know, we, we just simply, you know, Christianity just incorporated the, the festivals that were already there. It's not quite as black and white, but the name certainly does recall, you know, like uh, Eostra. Whether we just had a simple, we, we go from the pagan to Christian and incorporate everything, including the bunnies, that's a little bit hard to say. But the name in the English language definitely has some etymological connection to Eostra, so there could have been something quite different compared to other countries where the, the same word for Passover, which of course is a Jewish tradition, Jewish holiday, and Easter are the same. That's mm. interesting. I would have always, if, if you had asked me why do we call it Easter, I would have haphazardly guessed because uh, Jesus is Middle Eastern. But well, that's an interesting... <laughs> But I guess that, that, that other one makes more I'm sure a lot of people sense. don't like to be reminded. Of that. 
but that's a little bit of a contentious issue which we will not talk about uh but absolutely that would be great that would be great but um no i'm, I'm not sure that is sorry no. to break again this the bunny is not real easter is not about them honestly we're oh, breaking all so these great. dreams today you know it's just happening but no, it's 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 more connected. And bear in mind that Yostra was also the name of the month that was celebrated at that time, not just the goddess. Goddess, you know, Yostra right. was the goddess of uh, rebirth. See, see, what, see why people started to draw connections with the goddess of rebirth yeah. and dawn and spring. And it was actually the name of the month that was celebrated around roughly what we now associate with March, April. So you see, all a lot of connections, um, you know, uh, there, but doesn't mean just because there are connections, it goes from one to the other. You know, the connections themselves exist, but the A to B uh, journey is tenuous. Why Christmas is December 25th? Mm. Why is Easter a different date every year? Ah, because um, there's a calendar that starts from 40 for certain, you know, like it needs to be the, a certain Sunday after Easter, a certain number of days, you know, like, and it goes from Ash Wednesday. So there's calculations why according to where Ash Wednesday is, then it needs to be a different right. day every year. Okay. You know, so you calculate according to the difference between Christmas and then Ash Wednesday, and then it needs to be 40 days of Lent. So it changes every year because of that. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's not about the day he went into the tomb, which was a certain day, and the day he came out of the tomb, which is no, a, a certain it's, day. It's calculated differently. You're asking oh, me to dig into my Sunday school knowledge here. But it is something to do with calculations according to the 40 days and how many days after Christmas and, you know, like where Ash Wednesday falls. Yeah. Um, so it's a, cal- a different calculation every year. Interesting. Yeah. And can you talk to us a bit about Ash Wednesday? I feel like we're a little bit hazy on what No, well, you and me both. <laughs> Actually, you know, you're digging into my uh, Christian knowledge here, and I I, grew, I was brought up in a Catholic um, uh, you know uh, context, so I remember every time it was Ash Wednesday, there was actually there's actually a ritual you know um, connected to it where you go to church and they put a cross ash on your forehead, you know, and it's very important. I am yeah. quite hazy in knowledge where yeah. it comes from. Clearly, all those uh, Sunday school lessons did not take. <laughs> Um, you know, so what I'm sorry, grandma. You know, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole very important tradition, and bear in mind, it is very important because it's the big deal of Christianity. Uh, you know, and there's a ritual, you know, that goes with it. It's mm. funny because for me, I've got uh, we've got Ash Day, we've got Pancake Day, we've mm-hmm. got the Bun Eating Day, we've got the Egg Day. Um, have we have we covered all the days? Uh, well, we, we we probably have, although the Ash Wednesday knowledge is a little bit sketchy. Um, <laughs> we'll have to obviously, you know, brush up on that. Well, have we covered anything? I don't know. I wonder. Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Easter Monday. Yeah, you know, Easter Friday, Easter Monday. Well, Shrove, Shrove Tuesday, Tuesday Ash, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. There's also Easter Thursday. Of course, that's Easter. Well, technically, Easter the Thursday, celebration. Easter Thursday, Easter Friday. Easter, Easter Friday. Friday Easter yeah, Saturday, yeah. Easter Monday, you know, just, Holy Holy oh. Thursday. That's technically when we celebrate the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if we if you if you're Christian, mm-hmm. you, ce- you celebrate the the, the evening of the. Um, uh, last supper and then of course friday you know the day when jesus was killed when if you are a christian especially catholic you'll do what is called the via crucis the way of the cross where you go to church and there's a whole ritual where you um go through all the steps that jesus would have gone through you know um in in the story of the crucifixion and worship in that way so actually they're not just names you know if you i do follow the the, the catholic um faith uh, the the christian faith particularly catholic there's a whole layer of ritual around it which 
unfortunately and lamentably has got absolutely nothing to do with eating chocolate which is why I think we should introduce it and make it much more appealing you know everyone uh, you know would want to celebrate a little bit more if there was chocolate at the end of it in talking about chocolate we've noticed something interesting with the concept and the word Easter being dropped from the packaging this year what's that about ah in the UK in the UK what? what's this yes in the UK I, I, I actually I have to say I don't know much about it but I read an, I read the article when it came out that um, from the packaging they're no longer Easter eggs they're spring eggs or just wow. mini okay. eggs or whatever uh, to drop the Easter connection and there was a lot of backlash for Cad- Cadbury you know like this Cadbury people say we want them called easter eggs whatever and they give a lot of reasons to why they removed they say that we not we haven't just removed we haven't removed it still in the back of the packaging we just rebranded now i don't know i actually do not know what was the reason behind it one could speculate and well, say it was more religious be, inclusion yeah. and exclusion cultural reasons you know something from like a, that. from a from a um from Cadbury's perspective it's probably like oh we've got a whole group of people who aren't buying Easter eggs. So what if we call them spring eggs? Then they won't have to feel like they're they're they're, they're subscribing eggs. to a more religious narrative, possibly, possibly, potentially. But they did, and there was a lot of backlash for it. But maybe because it's the idea of sometimes people call you know call things Easter eggs while then don't necessarily celebrate Easter. You know, so they were saying it's got more a cultural connection. So you just don't want to give up the name. But you can see why, from a branding perspective, they thought, oh, we don't want to associate it too much with it, you know, because people might not want to buy these eggs because they think of Easter the same way that people at Christmas time will say season's greetings or happy holidays sure. rather than Merry Christmas. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know too much about it, but I definitely read the article when it came out at the time and I saw a few friends in the UK being quite upset about the whole business. They, <laughs> they were no longer Easter eggs. And I thought, well, it's still chocolate. And since chocolate's not particularly Christian in tradition, why are we even complaining? Just eat the chocolate. But never mind. These are all those questions to which we will probably never have an answer. That together with with how the Easter Bunny travels. But, uh, you know, I'll just eat the chocolate and not worry too much. So finally, Lorna, is there any other interesting tidbits or thoughts um, with Easter approaching that you want to leave uh, with our listeners? Well, it's funny because I was thinking uh, the other day about all the other foods that come with Easter and how um, different they are. So I would like to invite people to go out there and see what other foods we could have for Easter that are not necessarily just Easter bunnies or, you know, uh, Easter chocolate bunnies or hot cross buns. Perhaps, you know, like uh, expand, we can expand our horizons and see what other foods we can celebrate Easter with, which have a little bit more of a global flavor to it. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a challenge for all of us for Easter Sunday perhaps oh I'm going to have pancakes on Easter Tuesday this year well it's gone you've Is missed it, it. <laughs> Shrove Tuesday was a few oh, I weeks thought, ago I thought it was um Maybe Tuesday. it's a new tradition. Yeah, Maybe it we is. should add <laughs> it. Make it's a new tradition. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, well, you know, if you can make him without eggs and that kind of thing for, for Lent, then I'm all for it. <laughs> Let's do it. And you know, maybe think about it to close on. Do we, do any of us give up anything for Lent? Do we subscribe to that idea of giving up something for Lent? I've never intentionally done it, but I often go through periods of time when giving up lots of things. By default, but I've never intentionally done it during that specific period of time. But it's funny, you know, like, and as a last thought, even though people might not even be particularly Christian anymore, I still hear them say, oh, I'm giving chocolate up for Lent. 
Mm. And so, you know, what is, I suppose that the thing that we can close is with like, what is really the cultural significance of Easter, which goes way beyond, you know, its significance as a religious holiday. And here we're already starting to see it so much. Interesting. Wow. Thank you very much, Lorna. That was a delicious and interesting discussion. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Cool, cool. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I thought that was a hell of a ride and I didn't know that there was that much to learn mm-hmm. about Easter. Yeah, yeah. It's, I hope you guys, you listeners, learnt something too and maybe when you're hanging out with your family this Easter you can crank out all this amazing knowledge about um why we call it Easter and theories about the Easter bunny. (laughs) Uh, If you want to reach us once again, you can use the hashtag AskAUT on Twitter. Tell us your questions. Tell us what you're too afraid to ask. And AUT is also on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah, and please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends about this podcast. You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You live with What does Marcellus Wallace What's the deal with Hawkins? What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? Big Anderson, what? How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? I say who's on first, what's on second, I don't know who's on third. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And at this point, I'm too afraid to ask.